Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Uncle Strib. Today, or this week, we have a fan-submitted question, and it is explaining why the Earth isn't flat. As an astrophysicist, I get this all the time. The two big questions, do I believe there's aliens? Actually, that'd be a good uh, question I might do, uh, I might add to the list. Do I believe in aliens, or, or do aliens exist? And explaining why the Earth isn't flat. This is pretty straight, simple, and forward, um, and we're just going to go straight into it. Now, there are three reasons why the Earth isn't flat, or I'm going to go, I'm going to go over three points in explaining, or three points of emphasis that explain why the Earth isn't flat for people that have never been in space. Also, if you've been in space, you can see with your eyes that the Earth isn't flat. It's a, it's a, it's a round glo globe. It's basically spherical. But if you've never been in space and you've never seen with your actual eyes, the only thing you have to believe are people that are telling you and or evidence of it that we see or experience here on Earth. And there's three points I want to talk about. The first point is more from a scientific uh, background. The other two points are just from everyday life kind of thing or ev mostly everyday life for uh, how the world works. Maybe not everyday for you individually, but I don't want to get too deep into the science because it's not going to make sense but i'm just going to go on surface level enough so you can understand all right so the first point is how gravity works first off if you're someone that believes the earth isn't flat and you don't understand the fundamental fundamentals of physics do your research first and when i say do your research don't go to flat earthers for their math and physics because that's not real math and physics okay just go to your standard Physics 101 that explains to you how physics works. The reason we have the technology, the reason why we have the GPS we have, the reason why we have the technology we have with uh, propulsions between combustion engines, all the things that we have that we're able to use, all of that is based on us understanding how the physics work here on Earth, okay? So, and, and if you know somebody that is a flat earther, you can go ahead and send them this video, but if you listen to a lot of their math, their reasoning, or their physics behind why it's flat, to somebody that doesn't know or understand the fundamentals of physics, it sounds good. But every single one I've heard, I've listened to about why the earth is flat, and I'm, in my head, that's completely wrong. That's not, that's not, it's either a misconception of how a law works, or it's a misinterpretation of how the law works. They just don't understand um, and I'm not saying you got to go to school for physics to understand, but you can find videos or information on the basics of physics. You know, everybody had to have taken, I don't know if everybody had to take physics in high school, but I know I took physics in high school. Anyway, that's just me setting the framework for the physics. You got to, if you're going to break it down in this, from the science, you got to understand, you got to know the science first. A lot of these people don't know the science. They think they know, but the science is either wrong or it's misunderstood. But first, it's just how gravity works, okay? So the reason why the Earth is a sphere is because gravity works in center of mass. And center of mass 
if you get it down to a uh, down to a microscopic or a uh, molecular level, it's literally just spheres. We know that atoms are like electrons are spherical. We know that the nucleus is made of a bunch of sphere-looking objects because we've seen we've seen those with our eyes. We have microscopes that we can see cells and how cells are circular. Obviously, they have membranes, so they kind of move, but they're made in sphericals. But uh, just thinking out of atom, we know electrons are circularly move because we have the technology to see those microscopic um, objects. So that single point, let's say a single atom, and let's say you start adding atoms together, and eventually you get a you get a bunch of a, a ton of atoms together, or ton is an understatement, but you get what I'm saying. Let's say you get a bunch of atoms together, and it's going, they're going to form in a ball form if you just let them naturally group together. So to take this from a microscopic level to a macroscopic level, we have um, uh, planetary nurseries, which are basically these groups, these this this cluster of dust and molecular dust and, and, and molecular clouds. And as they're all around, it's just literally dust. It's just space dust, stellar dust from using, generally from an, uh, a star that has died, whether it's exploded or whether it has shed its mass, is usually a cloud of dust. And eventually, how gravity works, gravity pulls everything in. And, the, and another reason, well, another point to the gravity pulling things in is it pulls everything in in equal directions. Okay, so that's how you get this this spherical shape of an object because it's pulling the, this this mass is starting to pull on these objects. It's pulling here the same way it pulls here, 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 here. It's pulling in. It's, it doesn't only pull from this one direction and there's nothing here. You see what I'm saying? So since it's pulling from all directions, you get a spherical distribution of the gravitational force. That's why the sun has things orbiting it. Instead of things just being on one side stagnant here, it orbits because its planets are moving with a, again, I'm not trying to get too complicated, but say you have a planet, let's say these final form uh, joint supplements, let's say this is the sun and you have a planet here. Now these planets are moving with a velocity in this direction and it's being pulled by the sun in that direction. These are vectors, okay? And the summation of these vectors gives us the orbit at which these planets uh, orbit around the sun. That's a, that's how the gravity of the sun works. So if the sun was only pulling on this side and it wasn't pulling on this side, and you have your your velocity direction vector this way and your gravitational vector this way, once you got over here, once you lost that gravitational vector and you only had the velocity vector in one direction, the object would just shoot off, okay? Uh, not, the, the sun, it, none of the planets around the sun would stay because it would, but because the sun's pulling inward in all directions evenly, we have this orbit around the sun because we are at a distant, our mass is just right, the sun's mass is just right, and our velocity vector is just right to where we are in equilibrium in this orbit. Same with each planet. It's because gravity's pulling in all directions equally for that object. So as you build, as all this dust comes together, it starts to form, eventually it gets big enough to where it is gravitationally uh, significant in its environment. It starts pulling in more stuff, more stuff, more stuff, all directions. And that's how we get spherical stars. Okay, so stellar... Uh, 
star forming regions or stellar nurseries are they form stars so eventually this ball of dust and gas will get hot enough to create nuclear fusion and that's how you get the sun and that's how you get the sun that's a basically in the same concept for forming plants instead of instead of uh you know instead of uh, uh it forming nuclear fusion and becoming a star it's just rocky plant it's just so you have your core and eventually you have a planet that starts to form and it's just more of a, a um, terrestrial material instead of gaseous but it's the same concept in building a planet okay now and that's and that's also one reason why we have uh i'll come back to that later so now we're going to get into I got my notes here. We're gonna get into another piece of evidence, and this is the stuff that we have on Earth. Oh, this brings that brings me to my next uh, the point I was gonna make. That and it, when you think about flat Earthers, nobody's questioning where the sun's flat, right? I think we all can agree because obviously we it's up in the sky, and you know people can take pictures of it. We don't say the sun is flat, right? We don't say that the moon is flat, but yet somehow the Earth is flat. If, when we look at all the other planets, nobody's saying Jupiter's flat, Saturn's flat. The only, to me, the only logical estimation that flat Earthers would make sense is if, if you got to start with gravity. If you're going to make that the gravity works in flat planes instead of spheres, then you have a more legitimate case in saying that, oh, what we think is the, about gravity is wrong. If all these things are flat because that's how gravity works. It makes no sense to have all of the Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, or not Pluto, you know, Pluto's dwarf planet, uh, Neptune, it doesn't make sense for all these other planets and the sun to be spherical, but the earth is just flat for some reason. That makes no sense. It'd make more sense if the that's how the gravity works, is that the sun's flat, Mercury's flat, Venus is flat, earth is flat. If all of them were flat, if you're going to make that argument, that'd make more sense because you're talking about the law of gravity working in flat planes that would make more sense than just one anomaly being flat when earth besides it having water it's not i'm not gonna say it's not special but it's a planet you see it's just, it's a planet just like all the other not just like all the other planets to an extent obviously we're at this green zone where we have an oasis but i'm not gonna get into all that anyway moving on to now things that we experience in real life, things that we experience on Earth. So the curvature of the Earth, this is one reason why, the reason why we have time zones is because the Earth is a sphere, okay? And again, this is the sun. This is, let's use this bad boy. This is the Earth, okay? Let's pretend it's a sphere, okay? And we're here. The Earth is spinning. So when it's nighttime, you're on this side away from the sun while the other side of the planet is facing the sun. That's why it's, when it's dark here on the other side of the, the, the world, China or whatever, I don't know the exact other, I don't know the exact 12 hour other side, but the other side of the world, it's, it's daylight. That's because you've rotated away from the sun and they've rotated into the sun. Okay. That we experience that every day, every day when the sun goes down, it's because we're turning away from the sun and when the sun comes up we're turning towards the sun but that's why we have time zones because if you didn't have time zone let's just say you'd have one time zone and it was one universal time when it's noon lunchtime for us it's sunny 
But in China or wherever's the opposite side, where it's midnight, it's still lunchtime. But because that doesn't make sense, there's 24 time zones, and those time zones are determined on how the sun rises and sets. That's why generally eight o'clock in the morning, obviously it depends on the, the where we are in the orbit because sometimes we're closer, sometimes we're further. But besides that, generally, for the most part, eight o'clock in the morning, it's somewhat not crazy sunny, but it's the morning and that's eight o'clock anywhere in the world. When it's 8 a.m. in that time zone, it's the morning. You can tell it's morning. The sun's just kind of coming up. There might be a little dew on the ground, depending on what season it is. But the the that the time zones are reflection of the Earth's rotating in a spherical structure. Okay, night. That's why we have night and day. We're orbiting away, orbiting towards a sunset, sunrise. Literally, the concept—not even a concept—it's a thing. But literally, the 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 idea of day and time is literally evidence of the Earth being spherical because we're rotating we're constantly rotating we're, we're, we're towards then we're away again those are two okay this is gonna be very simple i only got one more point before i get to that last point i just want to let you know these this podcast is sponsored and brought to you by final four supplements okay final four supplements is a supplement brand company that is has all natural ingredients high quality ingredients not not no gmos nor hormones no no steroids, none of that stuff. It's all natural stuff that I use myself. Here I have my joint support gummies I take every morning because I have bad knees and I have bad wrists and I have bad shoulders. I got bad just about every joint you could possibly think of, but these joint support gummies help reduce inflammation in the joints and help promote joint health and keeping the joints lubricated, um, which keeps them healthy. Again, we have other things like multivitamins I also take. I have them in the fridge right now. Protein powder. Like We got supplements all around. So to get a part of that or to join the wave to achieve your final form, you want to go to my Instagram, FLS, the number four swag with two G's. Follow me there and the link is in the bio for the website. It's easy. Or if you can remember, go to ivyproductionsllc.myshopify.com. That's the website. And use promo code COACHSTRIP. COACHSTRIP, all caps, no space. COACHSTRIP to get 10% off your entire order. Okay, now we're gonna get back to this last point. Now the last point is logistics, okay? Because there are things that we've done on this planet that have proven that the earth is not flat. It's a sphere or spherical. It is, it's not a perfect sphere because the equator is a little more elongated than the poles by I believe 13 degrees and the earth is also tilted. So some people, backtrack a little bit, some people ask, well, why are there certain parts of the country like I believe in um, Alaska, in certain uh, countries towards the north that all, that get like six days of sunlight in some seasons. That's because when the earth is rotated, it's tilted slightly towards the sun. So depending on how close we are, there's certain parts of the country or certain parts of the world that get very little or very long periods of daylight um, because of that tilt. So when we're here, you know, when we get to the other side and, and things like that. But... Moving on to my next point, logistics. Um, there's this term called circumnavigation, and that is a term that basically means navigating across the entire planet, okay? Now, I brought up some notes that I researched a little bit. So, Ferdinand McAllen from late 1400s, early 1500s, was a Portuguese explorer, explorer who was credited 
and ex uh, the first circum circumnavigation around the world, okay? And I believe this was sailing the seas. He was the considered the first person to sail the seas. Literally, he went around the world. He started in one spot, went through, and then came back where he started. If the earth is flat, you can't do that. You can't, if the earth, if, if the earth is flat, let's pretend this is a flat circle. You can't start here, go west, and end up back where you started. It, it, it doesn't work like that, but, right? So there's one evidence there. And then we have Sir Francis Drake, who was actually a feared pirate, um, that was also considered, uh, that was known to be the second person to circumnavigate the globe. Secondly, we have aerial circumnavigation. So now we have airplanes. Airplanes, their technology and their autopilot take into account the curvature of the earth. If the earth was flat, this technology wouldn't work for them to be able to navigate in airspace because it would be under the impression that the earth is a different structure than it is. When you create autopilots and you have GPS and satellites tracking where this object is, you have to have the foundation or the the uh was the basis of that technology structured on the earth being a certain shape right if you have a gps that has the earth as a pyramid shape then it wouldn't it's spherical that gps navigation wouldn't work right planes would be getting lost left and right i mean you can argue some people say they do but i'm talking about if you fly southwest it wouldn't be able to get you to your location if it had that the earth was a pyramid instead of a sphere, okay? And then they also have to take into account when these planes are flying on the ground, the earth is spinning under them. So if you take 10 or 12 hour flights, that autopilot is calculating or it has to take into account when it's navigation that the earth is also spinning at a specific rate under it while it's flying, right? When you're on earth, I believe the earth is spinning anywhere between 750 to 1,000 mile kilometers per hour and that's depending on where you are. Towards the equator, it's faster. Towards the poles, it's slower. Um, around there. But when you're on the Earth, because we're on it, and it's a smooth spinning, it's not accelerating, it's a smooth spinning, we don't feel it. But when you're on a plane flying, that planet is moving freely up under you, right? So those GPS uh, navigation systems have to take that into account. That's another uh, piece of evidence that shows the science is backing that the Earth is being is a, is not flat. It's spherical because the math wouldn't work, the science wouldn't work, the navigation system wouldn't work. So aerial navigation, Wiley Hardiman Post, um, late 1800s, early 1900s, was famed as the American aviator that was the first pilot to fly solo around the world. Okay. So obviously started one part, one point, went west, came all the way back around. Cause I believe they left out of Seattle or Washington, something like that. They left, it was in America. They went west, ended up back, back where they started. Um, on April 6, 1924, eight U.S. Army Air Service pilots, I believe it was four airplanes, they were the first, that was the first ever uh, flight around the world. But it was four pilots and four different aircrafts. Uh, Wiley Post was the first solo, um, one aircraft, first solo aerial circumnavigation around the world, okay? And another, again, like I said earlier, we all know, I live in Texas. I know if I were to take an airplane or if I were to, let's say I had a hovercraft, okay? So I could drive 
on land and water. And if I got in my car, this hovercraft, and went straight west, I'm going to hit New Mexico. I'm going to hit Arizona. I'm going to hit Cali. I'm going to hit the Pacific Ocean. And we know eventually I, I'm going to get to uh, uh, Russia. Obviously, depend, whatever. You get what I'm saying? I'm going to get to, eventually I'll get to Russia. Then I'll get to India. I'll get to the Asia. And then I'm going to work my way through Europe. And then I'm going to eventually, bam, come back on this side. And I'm going to hit the East Coast going through the Atlantic Ocean. And then I'm going to hit, let's say you go through South Carolina. Then you're going to go through, I believe it's going to be through Tennessee. Then you're going to go through Arkansas. Then you're going to be back here in Texas. If the earth was flat, you could not start in Texas. You could not start one place, go west, because it's going west of heading towards uh, Arizona. It, you couldn't go west and end up coming east. It doesn't make it has it makes no logical sense that a flat plane that you can go west if you keep going you're gonna end up coming east. The only logical explanation for that this is simple. This isn't even math. It's not even. It's really not. It is physics. Everything's physics, but it's really not physics. It's just common sense. If you start somewhere and you go this way, and you keep going and going, it takes you however long, forever, and eventually you come back where you started you made a lap okay you made a it's a sphere you if you start here and you go all the way around and back where you're at back where you you ended up at you made a three-dimensional circumference is what that is circumference is the distance along the outer edge of a circle now calm down i said circle and a circle is technically flat I'm saying you made it three to you made a the cir the circle is the outer edge of the circumference of a sphere. If you have just a flat circle and you went here this way, you can't end up back here. It, it doesn't work. And we also know we don't live in a two dimensional. We don't live in a two dimensional world. So we know things are 3D. So that means what is a 3D circle? It's a sphere. Now, if we live in a two-dimensional world, the Earth would be flat because it'd be two dimensions. But because we live, now I'm breaking it down. I'm breaking it down even further than I was expecting to break it down. If we lived in a two-dimensional world, the Earth would be flat because in, in one dimension, you just have a point, right? Two dimensions, you have two axes. You have your X, your X, your Y, X, Y, okay? That is your, your rise and your run. So you have... You can go forward, backward, you can go side, side. A flat circle, you can go up and down inside this circle. But we live in three dimensions. Not only do you have your X, you have your X, your Y, you have your Z, X, Y, Z. So you have your up and down, front and back, side to side. In any combination of up, down, side to side, you have diagonal movements. We, we, you can do this, it's because it's all three dimensional. So because we live in a three-dimensional world, the Earth, three dimensions of a circle, is a sphere. I just broke the internet. I just broke the internet, okay? But those are just a handful of things. There's there's many more. There's been studies. There, there's there's two things, two studies I wanna uh I want to bring up. You can actually look this up. There is a scientist, which is wow. I don't know what kind of scientist it was. I don't believe he's an astrophysicist. But he made a rocket ship 
and he used calculations that had he used earth earth flat earth based calculations for this spaceship and he was going to fly it so if the spaceship if he was able to uh, not a spaceship but i think it was like an airplane something like that some type of aircraft and he was saying that if this aircraft flies successfully then the earth is flat because he used flat earth based math and calculations well, it didn't go too well for him. He ended up crashing and, and he passed or died in the crash because the math didn't work. The technology and the instruments he had didn't work because the earth isn't flat. Another one, this you, uh, you might have seen. Uh, it's like a real Instagram going around. This video is old. I, I saw it on Twitter forever ago. But basically, this guy's a flat earther and it was it might have been a TV show. They're following him around. They had like a narrator. And he was trying to do an experiment to prove the Earth was flat. So basically, he had two. He had a he had a camera here, over here. He had um, a light over here, and in the middle, there was this. There was like a circle, this like wall they put a hole in, right? And so the idea of this experiment, which is actually an experiment that has been done before, which I don't know why he didn't do his research. He would have found out that he was going to be wrong because this is a very easy experiment to do to an extent. Because obviously for you, to, the curvature of the earth is so, to us, it's so like minute, we don't notice it. You might notice it when you're flying in an airplane, you can kind of see the curve of the earth or the horizon. Or as you like come up on a mountain, you see it kind of prop up because it's curving towards you. But generally when you're just like standing in a street or if you're driving, the earth looks pretty flat. Like I get it. It looks flat because it's such a, you know, the earth is so big. It. To us, it looks so flat because we're so small on this giant rock floating in the middle of space. But um, so you don't really notice it. So if you get a, a light source and a camera far apart enough to where there's a decent curvature in the earth and you put a wall here and you put a hole in it, which the idea is that if the earth is flat, I wish I had a way to, to, to prop this up. If the, if, let's say it's here, here, and the wall's right in the middle. If the earth is flat, if you hold this flashlight right, if you hold the flashlight right here, if it's completely flat, the flashlight is going to go straight and it goes straight through the hole and the light will reach the camera at the other side because the earth's completely flat, right? If you can imagine just an aperture here that's the same height, this aperture here is the same height with the light, this one has the camera, this hole is the same height. So let's say it's an aperture that's six feet tall. A six feet tall light pole, a six feet tall camera pole, and a six feet tall hole. The hole says six feet tall. If they're straight across, that light's gonna go straight through, and obviously you gotta do this at night. And if, with that camera, you're gonna see the light. But if the earth is not flat, it's spherical, realistically, there's gonna be a slight curve. So if this aperture's six feet, this one's six feet, and the hole's at six feet, this hole that's at six feet is going to be slightly elevated between these two because of how the earth is earth is curved right so that means you're not going to be able to see that light if you don't see the light then the earth is curved you see the light the earth is flat they go out he does his experiment they cut the light on the camera sees nothing was the light on yeah it's on they had like walkie talkies whatever and so he raises, so he, the camera with the, the light, he raises it and he sees the light. He's like, okay, he raised it. Then he's like, he, he puts it back down to the normal six feet height. He doesn't see it. That's because the hole is elevated a little bit higher because these two edges where the apertures are, 
are slight, just ever so slightly below it to where you can't see the light. So the only way he's able to see the light is if he raises it by the degree at which the, the earth has curved from however distance it is. He has to raise it to see the light because of, because of that. But and that's an experiment. If you don't believe me, you can you can go do it. Now, I don't know. You got to figure out how far apart it has to be because obviously if, if in this apartment, if you get a, a aperture six feet tall, an aperture six feet tall that's across the way, this is probably like maybe 15 feet and you get a wall with a hole in it it's, it's six feet tall also you're gonna see the light because it's not far enough um but you if you go if you do this experiment you got to be far enough to where you, you you get that a little bit of that curvature degree because it's very small to us um but again they that that's that's evidence that's literally lie that's that was on tv you can google that right now but that's all i'm gonna do for that's all i have for this podcast i didn't want to go too crazy in depth um, but just wanted to kind of drop some knowledge and explain why the earth isn't flat. Um, and then you don't even have to, you don't have to be a physicist or a rocket scientist or, or work for NASA to understand these concepts. These are simple, like, oh yeah, of course, you know, time zones. Why do we have time zones? Well, that's why, because the earth's curved and we're, we, we turn to the sun. Otherwise, no, lunchtime would be lunchtime everywhere and in certain parts of the world it would be nighttime so they're eating lunch in the middle of darkness you know what i'm saying so, it, so you know and then when it's when it's bedtime for some countries if it's i don't know one o'clock in the morning people are asleep it's nighttime some places in the other place in the country it's in the middle of the day so those concepts alone is pretty simple to understand but appreciate you guys for watching and listening um some I'm telling y'all, send me some, some some questions, suggestions, topics, would you rather, whatever, hypotheticals. Send them all in and I will get to them. I, I plan on going through all of them. Just, you can send them in if you just DM me on Instagram, the IV Productions LLC Instagram, IV Productions LLC, that Instagram, and uh, I would definitely put it on the list. But this has been another good one and I will catch you guys next week. Outsies. I'm gonna chase my